They're not at odds. It is um, never whine, never complain, but truth it's truth above all else, pursuing excellence. Mm-hmm. It's like those three things work in synergy together. Mm. The only way we're going to be able to pursue excellence and get better is if we always communicate. Well, when we communicate, let's not make sure we're not just whining. You're doing it with the right intention and tactics. We are here because we know the outcomes in our lives are within our control. That taking absolute ownership of how we eat, sleep, train, think, and connect with each other is how we'll optimize our health and happiness. That chasing excellence is how we grab hold of what is possible. Our mission is to live on the run, always chasing, never stopping. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Chasing Excellence. How are you, Ben? Doing great. Thanks, Patrick. Today, we're going to talk about a subject that um, has popped up once or twice in questions people have sent us, um, as well as just things that I've seen you know, over at CFE and, and whatnot, and obviously conversations that we've had here. Um, and, and really kind of from a high level, it's what I'm interested in talking to you about today is this tension between maybe a couple of the principles that we've talked about mm-hmm. here that you um, ascribe to, that you talk to talk about a lot. And the first one being um, never whine, never complain, and never make excuses. Mm-hmm. And the tension, and, and the tension of that, with another one, another principle that we've talked about here, which is uh, radical honesty, radical transparency, however you want to kind of phrase that. So this idea of always being open and honest um, with people who you're in a relationship with, whatever that relationship might be. And the tension that that has sprung up in questions and what I've seen is this: is how to square those two things in a situation where maybe something's not working, or maybe I've got. Um, yeah. I've got uh, like something, something, you know, I'm hurt by something and I, I, I need to be able to bring it up. I need to be able to talk to somebody about it so that maybe it gets better or so that yeah. I can feel better. And then so that tension and in, in how do I know if I'm complaining? How do I know if I'm making excuses? I don't know if I'm whining. Right. And what I think what I'm what I'm seeing when I, when people send questions is, well, I'm just not going to say anything because I don't want it to appear as though I'm complaining or whining or making excuses. And then, but dot, 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 then they're unhappy and miserable and, and whatever else happens kind of at the end of that line. Yeah. So I just wanted to present that tension to you and see, I mean, you must've thought about it, but like, how do you square those two things? If there are times when you kind of feel like you have to choose one or the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, I, uh, great question or great talking point. There's these principles that we use to help guide our actions, decisions, behaviors. It, yeah. And they're really helpful in terms of um, when you come up against something, it, it helps you just fall back on something. Yeah. It, it helps yep. the decisions kind of fall away because it's like, I never whine, I never complain, never make excuses. But there are all these times where they bump up against these other ones and it creates this um, this um, conflict where mm-hmm. which do I lean towards? Yep. I think it's an evolution um, of development. So the person that says like, I'm, I'm just not going to never want, I'm never wanting to complain. So I'm just going to stay quiet. And now because I'm staying quiet, man, I, I'm getting, I'm nothing's getting better. So I'm kind of getting miserable. I would argue that, um, they're actually not as miserable as they'd be if they were truly whining, complaining, or make excuses. Now, mm-hmm. what we need to do is kind of like define what we're mean by each of these two things. Mm-hmm. So there's, um, this positivity, which is, um, 
kind of like defined by don't complain, don't make excuses and don't whine. Then there's this other one of radical transparency and Mm -hmm. truth above all else, Mm -hmm. which we want to ABC always be communicating. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, if I always want to be communicating, (laughs) but I never want to whine or complain, like how do I, you know, and then third one is like pursue excellence and try to get better. Yeah. So now we have this like weird kind of triangle of like, okay, I found something that I can get better at, but I'm not supposed to, but I'm always supposed to talk about it, but I'm not supposed to complain about it. And we're trying to get better. It's like, well, my head's spinning. Yeah, and the easy thing is just say nothing at all. Which I actually don't think is a terrible yeah. thing. I think that's the first evolution. Yep, okay. When you get to that point of like, I'm just not going to complain at all. Because basically what you're doing is like, I don't know how to do this. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I can do this well. So I'm going to make sure I don't do this poorly. Yeah. You know, it's not throwing my hands up, grabbing my playground ball and running off the court and be like, I'm not playing anymore. What you're doing is you're like, I'm going to do this and just make sure I don't uh, disrupt the team. I don't hurt. I don't make this worse than it already is. So the, the issue with um, or the, the, the emphasis on never whine, never complain, never make excuses is that positive, positivity in the long run wins out. Mm-hmm. And what we're saying is if you're going to choose between a positive mindset and a negative one, what we want to do is err on the side of the positive one. It's looking at obstacles or opportunities. We want to see like it's the same thing. There's something in front of you. You can either see it as like, oh, damn, now I, or you can see it as something like this can make me stronger or mm-hmm. better. Um, we, it, we will perform better. Whether you're an athlete, a surgeon, a classical violinist, or a typist, you will perform better if you are in a positive mind frame than a negative one. So that's the reason we have that one in place. Mm-hmm. Now, the other one is this truth above all else, because if you just um, always be communicating, it's radical transparency. If you don't have any of those things in place, that's what starts the rumor mill. That's Mm -hmm. what starts um, um, backdoor meetings. That's what starts infighting. That's what starts conflict. Like you want to just get it out on the table and deal with it right now in the moment. Now, the trick, as you've said, is like, how do you marry those two? Yeah. How do you get those things to work together? I think that the first or the second evolution of getting past this, like, okay, I don't know how to do this. I don't know if this has come across as complaining, so I'm not going to talk about it at all. Mm-hmm. That's actually step one, yeah. I would say. Yeah. Step two is it really kind of comes down to what's your intention. Mm. So um, intention can come across, um, will come will come across in your tonality. So if you're saying... Um, like it's a training session coach. You're a, um, a college baseball player, football player, lacrosse player. It doesn't matter. And coach is making you practice when it's 20 degrees outside. If you're out there going, it's so freaking cold coach. It's so damn cold out here. Like, is that total transparency mm-hmm. and truth above all else? Or is mm-hmm. that whining, complaining, make excuses? Mm-hmm. It's pretty easy to see that you're just whining. Mm-hmm. You're just like, I can't hold on a stick coach. It's so damn cold. Like that's just complaining. If afterwards, instead of in that moment, you went up to the coach and had a conversation with them with the intention of trying to make this more productive, mm. that just changes the whole ball game. Mm-hmm. You're not just whining for the sake of whining, which is completely unproductive. It's reactive. It's in the moment. It's impulsive. It's short-sighted. It's what amateurs do. What you're doing is actually thinking this through and how can I make this better in the long run, which is what you said before. Where yep. I want to make this thing better, but I don't have to start complaining. Yep. Well, if you just bring that intentionality, I'm talking about this because I want to make it better, not because I want to get out of it. Mm-hmm. Getting out of it is, is an excuse. Mm. What you want to do is you want to make this thing better. Mm-hmm. So in that moment, it's talking to the coach and going, coach, 
um, I'm kind of looking around and seeing everybody kind of clamming up and having a hard time holding on to their lacrosse sticks because it's 20 degrees out. Have we thought about when, um, um, have we thought about dot, dot, whatever it is, yeah. um, warming up better to making sure that we have the right equipment or gear. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should have in our gloves, we should have hand warmers. Like, should we, um, um, get a domed in practice field that we can train in certain times? Like, and coach might go, yes, no, or put it on the shelf or brainstorm or thinking about it. But now it's on the table yep. and you go, coach, like, but like you're, you're doing it to try to get better, not to, um, just like be impulsive and complain and like yeah. be so to be negative about it. Yeah. I can also imagine a scenario that that particular scenario, you can approach it, um, also to understand why, right. To understand well, why does, why does the coach think that it's a good idea to train or to train when it's out, you know, 20 degrees outside. Cause he might actually have a, a reason Yes, and you then understand it and you can understand. And if you understand it, it's, it's easier to not complain about it. So what I would pull that is whenever you go through this and you're having that conversation, don't start with why. Mm. So you can get the same answers, but why is accusational? Okay. Why are you having us practice in the cold? Like that's everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, instead of like, um, what are the reasons right. we practice yep. in the cold? Yeah, that's a good it's point. Simple as that. Yeah. Like, but that's you, a good shift. Yeah, we shift that. Yep. And then from there, it's like, have you given thought to? Have we ever thought? Have have we ever thought of in the past? Have we dot dot? Like you're asking questions to do. But when you say why, mm-hmm. it's like, why are you doing this? And now you're putting someone on defensive. Mm-hmm. You against them. Mm-hmm. And that's a really other way to think about. Like it. It comes back to intentionality. Yep. But the intentionality then leads into two different things, which is um, tactics and tonality. Mm-hmm. The tonality is like you got to make sure it's on a whiny voice. Right. You got to make sure <laughs> yeah. you're kind of like um, doing this. And the, the other part is tactics is a strategy. Don't ask why and all that stuff. So it gets us to this, um, the next evolution. So once you get past that, like tonality um, and tactics, intentionality, mm-hmm. and then it becomes to this like... Um, culture, mm. which is the culture is, um, not like Seinfeld's airing of grievances. Mm-hmm. It's not, um, Festivus yep. because that's totally accusational. It is truly like this environment where we just put things on the table. And the reason we're putting them on the table is to be solved. Mm. So what we need to do is have a, like a culture of solving problems. Mm. Now that's easier said than done. But what most people do is they just discuss problems mm-hmm. and they'll talk about like the, 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 um, the employee that's not making expectations. So this is a really, this is a real world. Ex- like I don't want to complain, but we have an employee, a coworker that's not pulling their weight, yep. man. How do I bring that up without th- making it sound like I'm just whining, complaining about that coworker? Well, the first one is, is your tonality and your tactics in terms of the way you approach it and your intentionality. Yep. Are you doing this to try to make it better? Or are you trying to like, she sucks. Yeah. Like she just like she's not doing any like it matters a lot as opposed to like what could we do to bring her up to speed mm-hmm. and starting with that conversation. And then what happens is if we don't get to the next evolution is we just spin. Mm. It becomes this emotional kind of dumping ground where everyone's kind of just throwing out their two cents and we feel really good because we get to discuss things. And discussing as a group feels really good, but we never actually get to solving anything. Mm -hmm. What we need to do is pull back the dominoes, go back a couple dominoes, actually see what is the root cause of this issue. And we might find out is that it's not the employee that's not pulling her weight. She didn't get the appropriate training. Mm-hmm. She doesn't have the clarity of expectations. It actually falls on you 
And they like, as, as a leader, as the leader, yep. absolutely. It goes to the leader or it goes maybe that person that like my, my team isn't pulling their weight. Yep. Well, it might go to the leader of that team that actually like they're, they think they're, they're, they might be complaining about their team, but actually is them. Mm-hmm. So it's bringing this kind of like, pull your head out, non-emotional, non-judgmental, um, and truly look from 10,000 feet of like, try to identify, you need to identify what is the root cause of this. And usually it comes down to one of three things. It's either people, processes, or communication. Mm. So is it truly a person thing? Is it that this is not a good fit for the culture? So whether you're on a, um, almost all issues complaining comes from these things. Is it, um, is it that they're not the right fit? And that's why core values matter so much. You got to be able to hire, fire, reward, and, um, um, review based off of core values. And if they're not fit, they're not a fit. The other part of that is like, um, do they understand the job? Do they, um, do they totally, um, are they excited about it? And they get the skill set for it. Mm -hmm. The next is it might be a process thing. Like we, we're, 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 we're practicing in the cold. We're Mm -hmm. practicing. That's a bad process Mm -hmm. or we don't warm up correctly or, um, the employee isn't, um, the, 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 um, isn't following the process mm-hmm. or the procedures, the SOPs, the standard operating procedures, or it's a communication thing. Like, no, she's the right person. We have the right core processes in place. It's just not being communicated well enough mm-hmm. and almost always. So what's the root cause of those things? And then from there work to solve the issues. Don't go off on tangents and spinning, but truly solve the issue for the betterment of the whole team. If you do that in a non, um, biased a non-emotional state man like that's when we're starting to bring up this clarity this transparency this truth above all else you it's really easy then at some point to come up to a manager and say um i've just noticed from the last couple months that um sally doesn't seem to be pulling her weight she's missed her last three um weekly uh metrics and i'm fearing that she's going to miss her quarterly um her quarterly goal. Mm-hmm. And you're doing this for like the benefit of the team, looking to root out the root cause, trying to make the team better. It's so much different than going up to like, Sally sucks to like, yeah. now we're, comp- it's once you kind of bring the clarity of what these two things are, it's not that there's not that as much of a dichotomy between the two as we think there might mm-hmm. be. They're not so much at odds. What we're doing is we are not complaining. We are not whining. We are not making excuses as we are bringing issues to the table and bringing transparency and truth of all else in the pursuit of excellence and betterment. Those three things are working together. They're not at odds. Mm-hmm. From, a, from a position of uh, leadership, how do you empower, um, whether it's your team, your athletes, your employees, whatever, how do you empower them to, f- to recognize that they actually can solve the problems because I think sometimes the issue is mm-hmm. that it feels like I can I can raise my hand and say this isn't working, yep. but it's almost like saying this isn't working and you have to fix it, and yeah. that's actually where the the disconnect can sometimes come. But it sounds to me like part of what you're talking about is I need to make sure that everybody understands that they have the power to fix the problems yeah. once we identify what you know once we all that stuff, um, but that it's not up to you as the leader; it's up to us as the team to fix them. So that's, that's something I'm, I'm still struggling with right now. Yeah. Um, I, should, I shouldn't say still. I'm struggling with right now, yeah. um, which is um, trying to make everyone realize that I don't need to solve the problems. Mm. Um, 
And the way that we, so I'll give a real world example. Last week in our um, um, senior leadership team meeting, um, somebody came up to us. We have a, uh, we're, we're hiring mm-hmm. and we have a policy in place essentially that um, it's kind of, it's not a hard and fast. It's not in our standard operating procedure like that. It's just kind of this, this kind of conceptual thing that we have with our cultures. We want to have people in-house. We don't want to outsource. Got it. Um, yet one of our um, team leaders was like saying basically like I can manage this person from afar. I want to then go and hire somebody that would um, telecommute and yep. do this from do afar. Do sort of remote, remote work. And they brought it to me and I um, squashed them. And I was like, no, we have this uh, with culture. We want people to be in-house here. It's really important that our first 15 hires are part of the culture, part of the team. And what I did was I took away all of his power. Mm. I didn't realize it in the moment. I realized it maybe about four hours later and then pulled the team back together. Um, um, I went back to our, um, basically our, our, call him our vice president, had the conversation with him first. I was like, hey, I want to run this by you. I feel like I kind of disempowered the team. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of like, I don't want people to have to filter everything. Through this. I trust these leaders. If they feel like they can do that. So then the next morning before work, I pulled everybody in. It was like, hey guys, I want to let you guys know. Um, I feel like I made a mistake mm-hmm. in that meeting um, by Yes, we have this call, but I trust you guys. Mm-hmm. If you guys, I, 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 my trust in you is more important than some of these um, concepts that we're kind of espousing. And I, I would rather empower you guys and make sure you guys make these decisions because that's how we're going to go faster. That's how we're going to learn because maybe my concepts aren't right mm-hmm. and we can do this from afar. Mm-hmm. But six months, 12 months, 18 months from now, we're going to realize if this is the right move or not. Yeah. If we just kind of keep staying with this, we're going to go slower and maybe not make the best move. So the the that's the long version. The short answer is it's something I'm struggling with, yeah. but trying to realize in the moment. And I think the way you empower your team is to do the, just that, is to let them solve problems and then you deal and live with the consequence mm. for a little while. Yep. And then from there you learn and you make you find out who's making good decisions mm-hmm. and who's not. And then you figure out who can, who should be doing that going forward. Mm-hmm. What about from a, from a coach and athlete perspective or relationship? Cause that is a little bit different than a, let's say an employee boss or, mm-hmm. or even like a team to team type thing, you know? Um, cause some of the questions we get occasionally is, um, you know, something hurts or this, this doesn't feel right. And I don't know how to tell my coach without it feeling like I'm whining or complaining. So how does that where does the response like how like how do you deal with that kind of whether it's responsibility i don't know what the right phrase the right word is but in that dynamic where like you as the coach like you need to know those things i imagine you need to know if something hurts or if something's not working um but there's that barrier between this notion of like i'm not a person who complains so i can't so i can't tell him that my shoulder's messed up or whatever like where is that line or how do you work with an athlete yeah what we're trying to do in all these situations is build as much trust as we possibly can trust is the foundation of every relationship relationships are the foundation of every business like you can only grow so much by yourself and then after that you need to work with other people whether it's another athlete another team or a team or a company so because that we the goal is literally to build as much trust as you possibly can. Yep. If you're withholding information, that's a withdrawal from the emotional bank account, the relationship that we're building. We need to make deposits, not withdrawals. The way we make deposits is by you communicating truths. Mm-hmm. So you tell me like, hey, I got this shoulder thing going on um, and being really truthful with it, not being dramatic, mm-hmm. not whining about it, not like 
coach says, okay, we're gonna do a handstand push. You go, oh, my shoulder, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, mm-hmm. re-. it's just like, when the training session starts, coach goes, how are you doing today? You don't go good. You share how you're doing. Like, like, um, had a great night's sleep, have lots of energy. I'm excited to train today. Got this little thing going on my shoulder. I'm hoping to see a body work person tomorrow, but it's something that I just want to pay attention to today. Yeah. Like, okay, okay. That's not whining. That's not complaining. That's not making excuse. That's sharing information that's going to make us better from there. And then what the coach then does with that information furthers the trust loop. Mm-hmm. If he goes, dude, shut up about your shoulder. Like, right. whoa. Right. Red flag. Maybe that's a that's a withdrawal. Yep. If he goes, Patrick, that's super, um, super great for me to know. I have a plan of what we're going to do today. I might shift it a little bit knowing that, but if you feel like it warms up and it feels really good, like we'll play it by ear and we'll go mm-hmm. and see how it feels. Like, mm-hmm. okay, now we're building the nest. Mm-hmm. We're in the little trust tree. <laughs> um, yeah. But that's, that's the way trust is built. You can't withhold information because then what happens is you have a shoulder thing going on. Coach just doesn't hear about it. They put you through the normal training program. All of a sudden, you have a tear in your shoulder. Now you're in a surgery and a sling. Coach goes like, dude, what the, why didn't you tell? Like, this was bugging you for like four months and you didn't tell me? You go like, well, yeah, I didn't want to tell you because I wanted you to uh, think I was whining. You're like, dude, I'm not, you're, you're not, te-. and now the gap gets bigger. Yeah. This is how all these things, they're not at odds. It is um, never whine, never complain, but truth it's truth above all else, pursuing excellence. Mm-hmm. It's like those three things work in synergy together. Mm. The only way we're going to be able to pursue excellence and get better is if we always communicate. Well, when we communicate, let's not make sure we're not just whining. You're doing it with the right intention and tactics. Yeah. It seems a through line through um, the whole conversation, and we touched on a little bit, is... Um, is a certain amount of personal responsibility that you bring to the conversation, whatever that relationship is, whatever that issue is or frustration is, if you bring with it the responsibility that you are at least 50% responsible for helping us solve this, then it seems to me that it's harder, or at least I'm, I'm imagining it be harder to have that whining or that, com- that it, or having it come off as yeah. whining and complaining. Because that really, that's that's a lot of the stem of this um, conversation has been like, I don't want them to think that I'm complaining or that I, that I don't want them yep. to think that I'm whining. And so if you bring to the conversation, at least some amount of humility and saying like, I'm, can we fix this together? Or can we talk about this thing together? Then it feels like you bring to it yeah. from a position I of would, strength and not, I, I love that. What you're saying is the intentionality and mm. the whole approach to it. Um, I would cautious against like the 50% yeah. of salt because what you might then come with is a bias on how to solve it. Sure. Sally's not pulling her weight. I think we need to fire her. Yeah. And like, which isn't, yeah, that's absolutely. not, yeah, that's so a good point. instead yep. of it's like come with what well, you said, ultimate humility, yeah. go, Sally's not pulling her weight. I don't know how to solve know. this yeah. thing. Um, I could use some help um, because um, I work with her and it's rubbing off on me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love this place. Yeah. Like, what a different approach, totally. right? Yeah. Then Sally hard, sucks. It would be really hard to hear that as complaining or whining. Yeah, like, that's make, not complaining. Yeah, absolutely. Like, like yeah. it's it's just, it's all about the intention. Are you bringing it to the surface to get something off your chest? Or are you bring it to the surface with the intention of this is an opportunity for us to make it better? Is this an obstacle? Truly, it comes back to yeah. the beginning one. Is this an obstacle? Sally sucks? Or is this an opportunity? We can make Sally and our team better. It's just... It's the way you view the world. It's Einstein's like number mm. one question. I don't know if it's truly from him, but he has attributed him. <laughs> yeah. Is 
The number one question you need to ask yourself is, do you live in a hostile or friendly world? That's why we need to start with the beginning there. You need to start with never whine, never complain, never make excuses. Because if you're in that mindset, the other stuff's not going to work. We're just going to, you have to come with that level of humility, that level of positivity. This is something we can solve. If I bring this to the table, it's going to be so much better. Love it. I think it's a good place to end. Cool. Thanks, Thanks, Ben. Thanks, everybody. Sends questions. We'll see everybody next week. You can get every episode of Chasing Excellence wherever you listen to your podcasts or on YouTube. Until next time, thank you for listening.